Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to tonight's episode of All Elite Zone Podcast. Talking Elite tonight, we have special uh, topic tonight. We are going to be talking the state of AEW, whether it be on the financial side, the storyline side, the performance-wide. Uh, we're going to discuss all that, including on top of that, we are also going to discuss everything going on in the world of professional wrestling, whether it be contracts being signed, superstars ending up in different promotions, or, you know, the whole deal with uh, distribution companies. So we're going to be talking about that. And on top of that, our world champion, our savior, our friend MJF and his contract and the bidding war of 2024. Uh, that's all in store tonight for everybody. But first off, let me introduce you guys to the panel tonight. Uh, we may have more people coming up, but these are the people joining me tonight uh, for the time being until more people jump on. Uh, first and foremost, a very special guest uh, from our Canadian friends up at AEZ Canada. Uh, she is the Canadian starlet. Uh, she is now a big fan of Timeless Tony Storm. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the lovely Siren. Hello, I'm excited. I'm actually super excited for the topics tonight, especially MJF. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be talking about him quite a bit, so because uh, he is our world champion and everything's starting with him in 2024. And of course, also joining us tonight is our favorite producer, who without him we will not even exist as a podcast. Uh, he's everyone's favorite producer, Mr. Connor Hayes. Yeah, uh, very interesting episode. Uh, I'm really pumped for this one. Uh, yeah, this should, uh, this should be good. Yeah, no, uh, lots to discuss tonight. Um, first and foremost, thank you guys for joining me tonight in this discussion. This is something I want to talk about. Being someone who grew up with pro wrestling and seeing the changing in pro wrestling throughout the decades, uh, and, and it's something different now because now you have something, some streaming services. Um, and as you can see behind me, um, there's a lot to talk about the streaming service and the, just this whole story of Warner Brothers Discovery and AEW and the talks of a possible merger. Let me uh, read this for you guys here in case some of you do not know. Um, there has been speculation, as many know, Warner Brothers is the, uh, dis uh, the, the streaming distribution company that has a contract, trying to get a contract with AEW. Uh, basically, you know, they own like TBS, TNT, all those channels. Uh, well, there's now speculation that uh, Discovery and Paramount will, will now be merging, uh, which means there's going to be a lot more money and uh, they're going to own a lot of property. Uh, this is kind of reminiscent of UFC and WWE merging under one, one umbrella. Um, what it says for AEW, we don't know because there are talks that WWE is also involved in this deal. Um, I guess I'll start with you, Siren. Um, you're very AEW heavy. Uh, you're just learning about a lot of WWE stuff, including some of the past stuff. Uh, in your eyes, if there is a merger and WWE is somehow involved in this outside of their TKO merger, do you think you see this as a good opportunity for AEW and WWE to finally start working together as opposed to working opposite? I mean, like, I totally did grow up with, with WWF, WWE, WCW. It was just, like, on in my house all the time. So I understand. But, like, um, 
definitely. I think it's a great thing. I personally think that all companies should be working together. I've said it every single podcast and I will say it every single podcast coming up in the future. I think it's going to be really great in my heart of hearts one day when WWE shows up at Forbidden Door. That would be super. And I think that's awesome. And really, you can only grow like when there's healthy competition and stuff like that out there or when you're working together, like, you can only grow. You can only get better. Um, I would really love to see talent go back and forth because right now, as I try to sit and watch WWE, I find myself skipping a lot and and fast forwarding a lot and I, I really want to be invested in it and I think that some of the talent that I really adore and love from AEW coming over to WWE in the future will make me be invested in that I'm already invested in Cody still I'm wondering where the heck Jade is um I mean well I kind of I, I know where Jade is <laughs> um but like you know like I've been watching the talent that has moved I am very very excited for the future of wrestling it's a great time to be a wrestling fan it's gonna be awesome yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I mean, there's some people talking that this might hurt AEW, but I don't think it will. It might even bring in more revenue for AEW if these two companies merge because, uh, hey, you look at UFC and WWE under the TKO merger, they're making tons of money regardless. Um, Connor, what are your thoughts on this merger with Paramount and uh, Warner Brothers, and do you think that's going to benefit AEW in the long run? It really depends on uh, what they want. Because uh, remember when WCW uh, was at uh, AOL and uh, they didn't want wrestling at all. Like they wanted to do away with wrestling. They didn't want nothing to do with wrestling. But it really depends on what they want. Uh, I, I guess AEW and WWE Discovery has a good uh, relationship uh, connection right now. I guess too. I know WWE uh, Monday Night Raw is uh, in negotiations to be on uh, TNT, I believe, or TBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it really depends on what, you know, Paramount wants because, you know, every time there's a merger, people want different things and uh, not everything's the same as it used to be. But, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if that actually goes through with Paramount and uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah, no, it's a very interesting thing. And I actually do remember the whole AOL Time Warner merger and it being one of the, the factors as to where WCW was going. You had new execs coming in um changing things up and they decided they didn't want pro wrestling on their program um and then here swoops in vince mcmahon and basically buys wcw from under the rug um but to the point is uh, with a with wwe possibly moving raw over to like tnt or uh um in that deal siren i know we talk about it um do you do you think that that much wrestling is too much for one company or do you, do you think they'll be okay with it? I mean, I really hope that, I mean, I don't think that there is such thing as too much wrestling, but that's my own personal opinion. Um, so like, at the end of the day, I really hope not. I, I really think that there is enough space and there's enough people out there who want to watch the content. So why not provide it to them? Why not be the company that is able to prov- provide so much to the people that want to see it? And I mean, there's tons of us out there. There's tons of us out there uh, who would love to be able to, I can go to one program to watch all my stuff. I don't have to go to like 800 different programs to watch all my programs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think it'd be really cool if I could go to one place and watch it all. It's the same thing, again, Forbidden Door. Um, I, I, I just want them to work together. I just I think it'd be really awesome. I think it'd be so cool, and the possibilities would just be absolutely endless. But, yeah, I, I would love it if they were on the same platform. 
think it'd be great. Now, Con- now, Connor, on that fact, uh, someone like Tony Khan, who's who's big on the revenue. I mean, we know his dad owns the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, football team, and they're they're big on revenue. They're big on making money, but also, you know, giving the people what they want. Um, do you think if this merger happens, do you think Tony Khan becomes less vocal about it and and more involved as far as the business side and kind of keys away from from creative and leaves it to other people or do you think he stays where he's at i think he stays where he's at uh i think he mentioned before that WWE discovery wanted to like have a have a ownership in AEW, which i hope he doesn't do because if they ever wanted to cancel AEW, they couldn't go anywhere else like that'd be it like um mm-hmm. That's what happened with WCW. Like they own WCW, then they can just cancel them whenever they wanted to. Uh, I would never do that, just because you never know what could change in the future. So if mm-hmm. they had to get off, you can go to a different network. If they don't, then I can just flat out cancel it. Then we're just like we were in two thousand one. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure Shadcom's gonna have a lot to do with this. Uh, even though he's kind of a silent partner in this, you don't really see him a lot in AEW or anything around it or like that. But he's technically the owner of AEW. Uh, he's the financial backer, but Tony's really the one running it, I guess you'd say. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very uh, interesting to see what, what happens in the next few days because uh, AEW's deal expires in twenty in just a few days. It expires. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see uh, who gets canceled and who gets put on. That's going to be very interesting. Um, and that, no. and that kind of, yeah, and that kind of brings me to my point is, you know, we saw it with the the merger with WWE, UFC under TKO, you saw a lot of talent uh, released uh, just to save money um, and just to change everything up. Uh, and um, we'll be talking about that in a little bit here. But Siren, do do you see that as a fear if this merger happens and they do keep AEW? Do you think? you look at a downsize of the roster and personnel in AEW. I That would be heartbreaking for me, but you have to understand that when it comes to my AEW talent, like I am, I am emotionally invested in every single person there, even if I don't necessarily enjoy them as as wrestlers. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, I when when Fuego del Sol left, like I was I was crushed. Like did did I enjoy every single Fuego del Sol match? No. But was he my AEW wrestler? Yes. Like you know, I was I was sad, and I feel like um it's different having the talent to make that decision to move and to grow themselves as talent somewhere else than being like here's your paper sorry you know like that would make me really sad that would that would make me sad um but i mean i understand the business end of it too and i mean at the end of the day you got to do what you got to do to survive and i might be heartbroken <laughs> but like i mean yeah i'd be i'd be bummed out i think it would suck. uh and and connor uh to that matter it's not only a possibility of downsizing personnel in aw but ring of honor as well i mean where do you see ring of honor in all of this you know, if if that happens, probably out of business. I'm not gonna lie. I don't you see how that, your whole mouth. I don't <laughs> see how that would survive. I don't see where that would go. I think I think even if it does merge, they're gonna keep everything the same. I think they're gonna if, but that's if AEW gets renewed by WB Discovery. They really need to get renewed really, really soon. Uh, so they're guaranteed everything that they're gonna get. Uh, that's I, I think they can keep everything the same. Uh, collision, Dynamite, Rampage, Ring of Honor. Uh, it just, uh, they really need to get renewed 
before that happens. So you you get that you you already have what you're owed and all that. I agree. I'd right. be so and Siren, I'm, I'm going to go to you, Siren, because I know you want to talk about your Ring of Honor. So, I love Ring of Honor. I love Ring of Honor. I feel everybody's like, it's it's the new NXT. It's so developmental, but it's not. It's amazing. Ring of Honor is so amazing. Um, if like I don't know. I feel like you can't you can't fully understand all of the little nuances in the storylines that are happening on AEW if you're not watching Ring of Honor. I'm sorry. That's my own little bit. The talent goes back and forth between them like every every week. And and it may be just for little itty bitty things, but sometimes those little itty bitty things matter. And I just, yeah, I would be absolutely crushed if Ring of Honor just like disappeared. I would be I'd be devastated. Where's my Athena? She's probably gonna go to AEW. Are they gonna like turn her into a face again? I don't know, but I I'd be sad. Right. And, and, uh, real quick, uh, just want to introduce to you guys new, uh, uh, person just jumping in. Um, everybody's favorite Midwestern, uh, CM Punk, uh, Midwest Punk fan and embarrassed Bears fan, but happy, uh, everybody, uh, Packers have been losing. That's also good. Uh, and, uh, God save the team. Fire the McCaskies. I agree. Um, I had to add for you. I had to do that. Apparently, Danny has become Sammy Guevara with cue cards. Uh, she's now Danny. She's now Danny Guevara. Uh, but Danny is here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Danny, we are discussing the merger, possible merger of Paramount and Warner Brothers uh, into one kilometer and uh, how it affects AEW. I- I'd like to get your take on if it's a good thing or a bad thing for AEW if they merge. Um, I'd have to, uh, just, I jumped in cause I was having some technical issues, but what Siren was saying about ring of honor, again, I'm going to just agree with you. You get these ring of honor guys for starters on AEW. You don't know who they are, what they're about because you don't have a ring of honor TV deal. This merging thing I think is going to be very interesting. Um, how it affects AEW is going to remain to be seen, but I was also kind of surprised at the meeting that Triple H and Nick Khan had the other day with the whole Warner Brothers discovery that if that does go through, AEW might not even have a channel anymore, which is going to be really devastating, I think, for all of us because we want the alternative and the unpredictable versus the scripted, heavily scripted, like watered down coffee, that's WWE. Right. And I totally agree. Uh, and we were just comparing that to 2001 when yeah. WCW closed the doors because of a Time Warner uh, AOL merger and they didn't want wrestling anymore um, and everything like that. So that, that brings up a really good point. Uh, Mike has commented, I tried watching Ring of Honor, but it's just not as good as the OG Ring of Honor, which I kind of agree, but I do like New Day Ring of Honor, but the old day Ring of Honor, if people remember, there was a lot of good talent there. You know, you had CM Punk, you had Brian Danielson, you had Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins. You had a Mm -hmm. slew of good talent in that roster and Ring of Honor back in the day. Um, But this merger thing is just, it's a really big deal, and it could change the whole state of wrestling um, on top of what we saw with TKO merging WWE and uh, um, UFC. Uh, Connor, I'll, I'll get this last question for you and then we'll move on to the next topic. Um, the la- uh, My last question for this uh, is even if this deal goes through with WWE, you know, uh, mer- working with Warner Brothers, do you see it as possibly Hunter – being willing to also allow Warner Brothers to work with AEW 
Uh, I don't know. I was pretty interested. Uh, I feel like Triple H is, uh, you know, they kind of, I don't know how that would work. Uh, I feel like they would just keep one because WWE Raw is probably majority of money that all three AEW shows combined it would take to run. Uh, uh, you know, the, the production and stuff is a lot different from, you know, WWE to AEW, uh, which I know uh, Triple H uh, doesn't really like Tony. I don't, I don't think he does because of what he said about mm-hmm. on Twitter about him. Uh, but, but it's really going to depend on what uh, it's really none of their say. It's really what the network wants. You know, if they want both of them, then they can have both of them. Personally, I really hope WWE doesn't WWE doesn't get on Warner Brothers Discovery. So if they do, that's probably AEW is not going to get in then. Like that, that would probably yeah. All right. Well, then, side note for for all of you. Uh, then a side question, um, and then we'll move on. Sorry. If it does fall through with AEW, okay. who do you see AEW signing with as far as a streaming or a, a, a network uh, to, to provide the content for? Uh, Connor or uh, Siren, I'll start with you. Um, I mean, who was it that ran Heels? Was it Stars? Stars. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Stars. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just gonna go with stars because I don't. I don't do. I don't do streaming services a whole lot. But I got that one because it was running heels. But mind you, they canceled heels, the bastards. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I yeah. But I mean, okay. whatever it was on, I'd pay for it. I'd prefer that for them to have their own, especially with all the content that they have. And like, I mean, if they made a deal with like New Japan, they're already working with New Japan AAA. You could put a shit ton of content all in one home. You could make your own streaming service. Welcome to the wrestling. Whatever the you want to call it. It doesn't right. matter on my phone, all the wrestling. I would love that. But I mean, and Danny, oh uh, yeah. Danny, what about you? Who, who would you see as like a streaming or a possible company that can maybe be like, Hey, we want to provide wrestling on our, uh, on our, our stuff. Well, considering that the Khan family owns Jacksonville Jaguars and you have a little sport. I wouldn't say a little sport, but a big sport in the midst of its season played on ESPN. So what if we did AEW on ESPN, much like AWA back um, in what was it, like late 80s, early 90s, a, uh, AWA classic matches were shown on ESPN for a while. I remember watching that when I was a kid. So that's a possible contender right there. So I do agree that that would be interesting. My only concern is ESPN's owned by Disney. <laughs> And Disney, Disney has, yes, Disney has a lot of say in what content is playing because of the edginess and alternative AEW is, they may not back that for ESPN as much as I would love to see it. Yeah. You know, who wouldn't want to be like, oh, I just watched Sports Center. Well, now what are you watching? AEW Wrestling, like right after it. Like I just saw highlights from a game and now I'm watching uh, Adam Copeland spear Christian through a a table. That's what I'm watching. Uh, But no, I like the Another channel, just as we were talking, and I was thinking, forgive me, I'm totally Christmased out with shopping and everything. Um, Another possible channel that I could think of if you streamed would be, again, like what Siren said, could be Stars. That's another one now that you think about it. 
I mean, and that's what run through Amazon too. That opens up a ton of new doors for them as well, because you can literally have your Amazon Prime and be like, I don't want to pay the $12.99 for stars, but I already have Amazon right. Prime and it's like an extra three bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, it's extra ways for people to have access to that content. Personally, as a Canadian, I can literally get it through TSN. That is it. I get it through TSN or I can get it through Fight, but they don't air the episodes until a week after so like the only oh, way that i can okay. watch it is like is is tsn and that is it and it's not even on the like actual tsn i have to get tsn and then i have to purchase tsn plus to watch it so like it's it's ridiculous for canadians so i'm not gonna complain either way um whichever way they play it i'm gonna watch it but it's just unfortunate that it's becoming more inconvenient as a whole and <laughs> i have and I, Hulu, yeah. and i have i get all my cable through hulu and oh. i had an issue where i wasn't getting an updated version of dynamite, but I got rampage and collision right away, but I had to wait like a week and a half for dynamite. That would drive me nuts, Danny. Oh that my God. I was going, I was going crazy. I'm like, I'm going to come in there. And I'm yes, shake and you. Exactly. And, and Shaggy does make a, a, a good point there. Paramount as well is an option. Yeah. Even though they would do this merger, it would be Warner brothers owning WWE, but it'd be Paramount running AEW. Connor, is that what you think would, would happen and would work? No, that would not work. That no, they got they got on um, WWE Discovery that they don't have a choice. Like, I I remember Chris Jericho talking about this before AEW started. Like, like that uh, AEW was going to be on Amazon Prime or something like that, hmm. and he said that uh, like you got to have live TV. Like, if you go to a streaming service, a lot of things would change. Uh, there probably would be a lot of releases and production call, cut downs and it wouldn't be the same anymore because compared to a TV contract to a streaming contract for wrestling, I don't know how that worked because uh, there's really never been a big show like that to run on a streaming service. Uh, well, WWE has their pay-per-views, but like live weekly shows, I really yeah. think they got to they gotta get that deal with WWE Discovery done. They don't have a choice. Like they really got to get that done. Yeah, I agree. Which I believe Tony can get it done. If Tony can get the brisk, one of the briscoes on TV, he can get the deal done. Yeah. Right. And I agree. I love your uh, face. And, <laughs> I love that. And I, I, that that's good. Yeah, no. And I love oh, it, yeah. Connor. And uh, it's great that you brought up contracts because that's a great segue for our next topic. Um, as many people know, it's been 90 days since at least 22 superstars were released from WWE. Um, that includes the likes of Dolph Ziggler, uh, Mustafa Ali, Shelton Benjamin, um, you know, Rick Boggs, Top Dalla. Uh, but you know, these are names that are now free to basically compete anywhere. Um, so I guess I'll start with uh, with Siren out of all the released wrestlers, uh, that were contracts, uh, that had that compete clause. Which of those kind of intrigue you to see get integrated in either AEW or maybe Impact? Uh, do any oh. of those names intrigue you? Uh, Ziggler and that's that's Ryan Nemeth's brother, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, him. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's only natural um, because I love his matches. I love his in-ring work. I think he's great, and I think that, I mean, your brother's already there. Why not? Uh, so, like, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> That's, I'm not a big WWE, especially modern WWE. Like if you were to like yeah. like old older stuff like that, I I mean that's logged away up here somewhere. But um, newer stuff, like I I'm trying, I'm trying, you guys. I'm actively watching the shows, but I just 
Yeah, but yeah, but I I know Dolph Ziggler because I know that he's an Emma. So yeah, I would do that. No, I know. Yeah, no. So I know we don't talk about it much to uh, Danny. Out of those names that I mentioned, you know, there were some big names in there. Um, are you shocked that you're going to see some of those wrestlers and other stuff and not WWE? Are there like, are you shocked by it? Yes, because uh, one name, Dolph Ziggler in particular, this is a guy that could play a face, play a heel. He had some great ring work, great uh, mic work, and it's a shame that they didn't push him when they could have, and they should have. He was very underused. He was a guy that I like, and of course, with um, his brother being in AEW, I'd like to see him in AEW. I think he would do a lot of good. Another one that I felt was underused was Elias. There was just something about him that made him intriguing. He he was like, when he, The Rock would do his concerts back in the day, it was kind of like that, but it was very different. He was fun. They, you know, started pushing him and then he got injured or something. I don't remember. Um, Shelton Benjamin I still think he can go. I'd like to see him again in AEW because I felt like he wasn't used properly. Uh, oh, I can't even think, guys, who was on that list. One of the underwhelming names on the list was Mustafa Ali. I mean, here's a guy who, oh, he's here. Great. He's from Chicago, apparently. Okay. He just shows up. They make him the leader of retribution, which I thought was interesting at first. But it turned out with him as the leader, I thought was a joke. And it really retribution went down. And then you had, who else did you have in there? You had uh, Mason T-Bar, I think it was. That that whole stable right there was a joke. What would he do in AEW or TNA, but mid-card, lower mid-card? Right. And and Connor, let me ask you this, because I, I know your feelings on it uh, with, with bloated rosters and everything like that. Um would you like to see AEW get a handful of these superstars or maybe like one or two? One or two. Uh, they don't need Top Dollar or Rick Boogs or any of these nobodies. Uh, it, if, if, if anyone, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Dolph Ziggler really the main one. I feel like that, that really – it's going to be weird seeing him in WWE. That's not, that's just not the norm. Like That's not how it's supposed to be. He's been with WWE for two decades or a decade. Yeah. His entire year, that's going to be if, – if anyone, uh, Dolph Ziggler and maybe Shelton Benjamin for a backstage role, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure Shelton Benjamin could do a part-time role in the ring or, you know, stuff like that. But if I was Tony, I'd sign them too. But personally, I wouldn't sign any of them. But if, if I had to, it would just be Ziggler and uh, Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Now, Siren, we're talking about uh, TNA. Uh, someone had mentioned TNA signed some of these people. Um, I, I kind of agree with TNA should sign some of these guys. I think some of them were flourished over in TNA Impact. Uh, I mean, we look at someone like Matt Cardona, uh, who's you know basically an indie darling, but he shows up in Impact quite a bit, and he gets a great reaction. Um, they've been talking about a surprise, uh, uh, a surprise signing for them uh, in TNA. Um, out of my question to you, Siren, is do you think it's one of these names we had mentioned, one of these big names from WWE that they had signed? 
I mean, I hope so. Like I said, um, I've said previously in other uh, podcasts that I really think that there is no promotion that is like a lesser promotion. They just they um, give different experiences and they provide different services and, and experiences for the talent. Right. Like you can do different things at different promotions. You can wrestle different people at different promotions. You can go different places and, and do different things. And I think that's very important. And it'd be really awesome to see. Like, I want to see all the companies come up. Like, you have no idea. Like, it, it makes me happy. Like right now, I think is one of the best times in in recent wrestling years, and it, we have the most eyes on it. And I think it'd be really cool to have some of the bigger talent go to some of the smaller companies. <laughs> that same question for you, Danny. Who who out of all these wrestlers would you like to actually see in TNA? If I actually watch TNA, because I don't know where to find it streaming. Shh, I just said that out loud. Guys in the chat, don't hate me. Okay. Um, <laughs> the only name I know in TNA, uh, to be honest with you, is Moose. If he's still there, that's the only one that I know of. And Oh, he's still there. Yeah, he's still yeah, there. Yeah, uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, ooh. Um, I don't know. I feel like some of them would fit in TNA. Um, I think Top Dollar maybe in TNA just because I can't see him in AEW. I don't think he'd fit, but he might fit with Swerve seeing he was part of Hit Row. Um, Mustafa Ali definitely to TNA. I think he would fit well there, uh, whatever, but definitely not Ziggler because I think he's too big and he's got too much talent where I feel like he would almost waste it in TNA. Right. And, and one name we haven't brought up yet and Connor, I'll ask you this one cause um, you might get a kick out of it, but Matt Riddle, uh, another one who uh, was released from WWE because of his, you know, conduct. Um, do you see him wrestling any more if he does decide to go back i know he's been talking about maybe back going back to mma uh but if he does continue to do the wrestling thing i mean do you see him having a chance anywhere whether it's tna or aew uh no uh i don't think but he uh i saw someone posted on Twitter that he's gonna be wrestling at mlw uh against jacob fatu i believe in january i believe he's going back to mlw uh, I think he originally was there before he got signed to WWE. So maybe he uh, goes to MLW. Uh, I don't know if AEW would sign him. Uh, that would be interesting. I don't I know WWE probably has no interest in signing him again. Uh, but with the TNA people, uh, they, they've got a big signing coming up. At their, uh, the, the first event that TNA is back, Hard to Kill. I think that big name is either Mercedes Monet or Dolph Ziggler. Because, like, they're really hyping this up as the biggest name they've signed mm -hmm. in a long, long, long time. Like, uh, Southern Moore was on Busted Open, and he said that this is that they've been marked on a big money deal with a really big free agent. So it's got to be Mercedes or Dolph Ziggler. But I would really love little, to see Mercedes over there. Yeah, uh, well, Trinity is, is in TNA, too. So. Right. And that was the next thing. Like, that, that's another name I was going to bring up uh, and just pretty much uh, ask. Uh, the ladies on it, um, Siren. Uh, I mean, what, what, where do you see Mercedes going? There's been talks that she might even go back to WWE. So, you know, where do you see her going? 
I feel like that would be kind of a, I mean, like people do that though, right? Like they go out from whatever company they're working at, they do a little stint in New Japan, get some experience in a different style of environment and different training environment and whatnot and go out and come back. I mean, it wouldn't be unheard of if she were to go back to WWE. Do I think that that would be the best place for her? I mean, I don't watch WWE and I'd really like to watch more of her content. So I'm trying, I'm trying to watch WWE. But yeah, no, I think it would be really cool to have her. Um, I don't think it'd be AEW. I know that she did show up to one of the pay-per-views and they, they definitely panned the camera to her when she was still injured quite a bit. But I really do think it was more she was there to support her friends in the female division. I, I really do think it was just to support the company and her friends there because um, she had just wrestled with a bunch of AEW women, like not too long before that in the Women's Strong Tournament. So I think that's great. Um, but yeah, like I think definitely TNA would be a really good spot for her. It'd be a good fit. And Danny, how about you? Um, well, if I can go back to an old employer and do for, um, you know, 10 years and 15 years, then who's to say that Mercedes Monet can't go back to WWE? And it would be interesting with this now being exclusively Triple H run company, because how do we know she didn't feel comfortable when Vince was there? with the allegations that were going, you know, that he, you know, had with the sexual assault and whatever, how do we know that she didn't leave because she didn't feel comfortable around him? You know, th there's that possibility, but mm -hmm. then having her in AEW, if booked right, she could add some pop to that women's division. Right. And I totally agree. Uh, and uh, so with that said, uh, before, before we go on to another thing, let's go to some of the comments to see what some of them want, uh, what some people are saying. Uh, for instance, yes. All right. Uh, Ghostblade, thank you for watching, says all the brands do one huge merge LOL. Hey, in a dream world, that would be perfect mm -hmm. if we can just get all our wrestling content under one umbrella. Uh, Mike says, I don't like hearing the word merger just because of what happened with WCW. Agreed. We all are familiar with AOL and Time Warner. Uh, Impact Wrestling can be watched on Impact Plus and Pluto TV in terms of streaming services. I've watched a couple of episodes and a couple of matches from some stuff uh, from Impact because I'm still a fan of that too. Uh, so those are some of the stuff you can watch them on. If anybody here is interested in watching TNA impact, I highly recommend it. They've got some great talent over there as well. And they have worked with AEW, uh, in the past, and I'm hoping they do more of it in 2024. Um, Mike, uh, Mike says, I think TNA is going to be adding their channel into more homes. I agree. I think uh, TNA will be streaming a lot more in homes, uh, especially for people that are looking for an alternative to WWE. Um, so definitely excited to see where that goes. Um, so I think, Paul, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Oh, hey, Paul, thank you. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, one of our newer members. Uh, I believe he's going to be part of AEZ Canada. Um, he's uh, mm -hmm. one of our new friendly uh, Northern Neighbors, please welcome Paul to the podcast. Paul, thank you for joining us, bud. Oh, hey, no Paul. problem at all. Um, love talking to to more people about wrestling, seeing, hearing new opinions and new options. Right. Uh, well, we're just moving on now. Uh, we talked about people that are now free to do stuff. Let's talk about people that have just resigned. 
the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic, have just signed new contracts mm-hmm. with WWE. Uh, from what I've read, uh, for new information, Ray's contract is uh, looks like it's for a span of three years, where Dom's is for five years. Um, so let's talk about this. I mean, this is talking about the longevity of one you know, of one name, one family staying in one promotion for a long time. Um, so I, I, for for you, I guess I'll start with you, Paul, since you just hopped on. Um, now that they're signed, uh, where do you see them go with the Mysterios? Uh, I mean, Dom, obviously in Judgment Day, Ray kind of being a leader, out injured. Uh, do you see we circle back to a feud between both of them? Um, I don't know if you – dip your toe too much into it or if they want to save that for maybe a possible retirement or something. But I, I don't know. I think the potential with, with especially that family is endless right now because Ray has so much experience. You can put him with any new talent and help them develop skills. Uh, Dominic is learning so fast. You can put him with anyone and, and they'll get over. So I think, I think uh, yeah, give him 10 years and Dom might be like main event, WrestleMania worthy. You never know. Oh, people hate him so much. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That man yeah, has got really such is. good heat. Oh, man. When you have to scream uh-huh. into the microphone, you're like, yay. I love it. Yeah, and it's the perfect heat because everyone's in on it. It's not yeah. too, like... I don't know. I don't want to say like smart mark heat. It's very, we're, we're all here for mm-hmm. fun and we're all having, uh, we all just want to boo. Exactly. And it, it, well, and, it makes it so much more enjoyable, like as a crowd together. Some and crowds Sarah, are yeah, let me bring that up to you, Siren, because you mentioned him that you still love Cody Rhodes uh, or not yeah. Cody Rhodes. Yeah, you love Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I mean, he had a great, great feud with Judgment Day on top of Co- with Dominic. I mean, that's a big name that Dominic wrestled in a feud. Um, mm-hmm. And now he's going to be wrestling CM Punk. Is this mm-hmm. just elevating Dominic a lot more, whether he even if he takes a loss to, to CM Punk? 100%. 100% it is because, I mean, you're getting in there with those big names. They're being talked about. Therefore, people are going to be talking about you. Not like people are not talking about Dominic. I mean, let's face it, dirty Dom's everywhere. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, no, I think it's going to be really good for him whether he takes an L or, or not. I mean, you're very right, for sure. Now, Danny, to you as as that, too, is uh, we're still learning about CM Punk's contract. Um yeah. For for as far as that, uh, I mean, the uh, Punk's forty five years old, uh, but he's still looking in great shape, um, and he's got that match with Dominic. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but CM Punk did feud with Ray <laughs> for for a while in WWE um, back when he was with the Straight Edge Society. Um, yeah. at, like to you, is this great storytelling, or is it just something that cashes in on nostalgia? I think it's great storytelling because a siren was saying, I, I, the only person I can think of that has nuclear heat like that is Don Callis. And uh, Don Callis. Okay. Moving on. But no, but Ray though, I mean, he's young. He's like, what is he? 23, 25, about that mid twenties. Yeah. He's 25. Yeah. Yeah. In about five to seven years. He's going to be elevated to a degree because remember he was born in this business and I think punk is going to be a great, uh, you know, opponent for him because punk can work with him as a veteran and show him 
this is what you do in the ring, as opposed to Ray showing him, you learn from a veteran and not the parent, because the parent obviously is going to have the different teaching style than like a teacher would, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I think that's going to be great for Dom and, I actually get a kick out of the heel heat. I think it's amazing. I think for somebody to be hated that much, that lets you know that you're doing your job correctly. Mm -hmm. right. Right. And Connor, and Connor, for this too, we uh, like I said, Ray's contract is for three years. Uh, do you think this is his final three years in professional wrestling? Do you see him retiring after this three-year contract's up? Yeah, probably. So I don't know what he's basically done everything in WWE. He's won every title. He's done everything really. Uh, after just three years up, I, I think he will. He probably will end up hanging up the boots. Uh, maybe he transitions into a backstage role in the WWE. Maybe mm -hmm. he does. He's a coach at the Performance Center. Maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, but I think uh, I think he's in his forties. Rey Mysterio. Yeah, about that. Uh, uh, I think after three years, I would probably be it. And then him passing a torch to Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, that's a good, good stuff. And then uh, more news came out today. Uh, Bailey has just signed a multi-year deal with WWE, sticking with the company. Um, apparently, she's well-liked backstage. Uh, and everybody respects her and everything like that. Um, as, as recently mentioned in the news that Charlotte had signed a long-term uh, contract. So WWE is stuck with Charlotte Flair until she breaks her father's record. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Siren, how do you feel about a lot, some of these these female wrestlers now getting these long term deals because the company has faith with them? I am a huge fan. I've always been like growing up with it, obviously with my brothers and stuff like six older brothers. Okay. Female wrestling was not female wrestling back in the day. Like women's no, wrestling wasn't. wasn't women's wrestling. It was, it was hair pulling and bra and panties matches and like slapping each other. It wasn't, it wasn't wrestling. Like, Oh no, she got hit in the tit. Like it, <laughs> it was unfortunate. Right. It's true. Though. You know what I'm talking about, Danny, you know, yeah. Like, yeah you're like, this isn't like, this is like, I mean, yeah, that hurts, but that ain't gonna like drop me. Like I'm getting mad. I don't know. But like, I'm really glad. I'm so glad that, uh, these women are actually being taken seriously because some of them have like phenomenal talent and, and just like watching the ring is just like mind blowing for like when I was little watching Lita was like, wow. Yeah. And like watching some of these women now is like, well, like, you know, holy crap. Um, so yeah, no, I'm super proud of them and I'm very excited that the companies are finally starting to get it getting it like. yeah and danny to that extent if 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 aw does sign some more contracts longevity who are some of the female wrestlers you want to see stick around on that roster in aew my first favorite is Britt baker and i've said this before and to number one to be a dentist is one thing because that that is a very hard thing to achieve um and at first i was trying to figure out like why why a dental gimmick? Because I'm thinking, you know, logically Isaac Yankum, you know, Kane is Isaac Yankum. So I looked her up and I go, oh my God, she's a dentist. Holy shit. Like, this is surreal. And then to top it off, to, you know, work for a company like AEW, and I read somewhere that her dental office gives her off one day a week to fly in and, you know, from Dynamite or whatever collision. But to be a dentist, one, to work with your hands and work with patients. And then number two, 
to be a pro wrestler at the same time, like a part-time job. I mean, when you think about it, she lands wrong like this or something on her wrist, whatever, seriously injured. She's most likely not able to see patients because she can't work with her hands. So for her to stick around, yes, because she is a role model and she's amazing. Um, other people I'd like to see stick around, uh, Tony Storm, obviously, because of this gimmick. Uh, Jamie Hayter um, for her um, as well. And who else would I like to see stick around? Uh, WWE, if she can not injure people with Nia Jax, because mm-hmm. she's just, she's just like... <laughs> Yes, because of her presence. Now, if someone properly trained her and she was more careful, she would be considered, you know, better in the ring. But I'm a little, you know, skeptical when you watch her matches because she injures people. Um, Other people I'd like to see stick around AEW. Um, Tony, Jamie, Britt. As long as Marina Shavir isn't staying, we're good. Yeah, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I was like, where's the Maria coming? And Uh I'm I'm excited to see more of Mariah May because she does add a certain adorable quality to the Tony Storm. Uh, WWE, I'm going to have to say definitely Bailey. And of course, I mean, like you said, they're not going to get rid of Charlotte until she breaks the record. Right. And, and, yeah. and, uh, I guess I can ask the same question to, to the guys. Cause like, I, like me, I'm starting to like, I mean, I was a fan of the women's revolution, uh, in the mid 2015s that they finally gave women a chance to show wrestling, you know, yeah, growing up, I was, always, I was always watching the, you know, the divas or, you know, Trish Stratus, Lita, Molly Holly, Jackie, uh, China. Those were, those were my women wrestlers back in the day. Those are who I grew up with and seeing some of these new female wrestlers come up. I mean, you've got some very good young talent too. Um, I I guess I'll ask Paul. I mean, Paul uh, out of the the young female talent in the pool of pro wrestling today, who really stands out to you that you should, that you see that should get a long-term contract with someone, if not, they're already signed with. Um, Well, I'm going to be that guy and bring up, Riho and Yuka Zakazaki as the two girls that were like, every time I saw them, the crowd had to be won over by them. But by the end of the match, they were fully on board. And yeah. that's what you need. Plus, they're yeah. a super small body type, which is a little bit different. When you're 130 pounds, you can kind of be thrown around. They have such wonderful costumes and characters. And it's so exciting seeing that style of wrestling in america and you're talking about the 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 josie style of wrestling the the japanese Um, style of wrestling so they AEW, i think in covid they had a split tournament between the joshis and their wrestlers and whoever won on each side of the bracket would meet and i loved what the women on the Japanese side were doing because it was just different. It was just different people, different characters, and they were trying new things. And I find that so refreshing when someone is willing to go, hey, let's just try this. Let's just see if it works. If it does, it does. If it doesn't, whatever. And that's what I want to see. I want to see creativity on the screen and and different moves and, and different setups. And that's what those girls are really known for. And then the side question that Paul is, uh, is what WWE is doing now, you know, getting, um, uh, Kara Sane back and 
putting her with you know Io Sky and Asuka and Asuka in uh, a damage control uh, and even showcasing Shinsuke a little more. Um, do you think that Triple H was noticing that you know both the Japanese style and Josie that they was getting over? Do you think he kind of realized that? Or do you think he knew it all along? Um, I think he probably knew it because he grew up uh, in the business with Sean Waltman, and apparently Sean Waltman is known as a big tape watcher. He loves finding matches. He loves finding new promotions. So I feel like we all sort of know of, oh, these guys did such ex excellent work in Japan. People always focus on, um, let's say, the Westerners when they go to Japan. Oh, Benoit did a bunch of good work, or uh, Angle did good work. But a lot of people forget who they did good work with. So now those people are getting kind of noticed. So they're getting options in America. I love like that. Shinsuke was always one of those guys that was just amazing and willing to work with foreigners. But I think the other problem is that with guys like Naito or Kata or whatever, those big names, they would never leave New Japan. So it's hard to speculate because you know they're there for life. But you never know if someone like Shingo Takagi just says, you know what, I'm going to go to AEW and I'm going to see what this is about. Or my buddy Will went there, so I'm going to go check it out. So it is interesting seeing, you know, what people's options are, especially with the state of New Japan now. You never know who's going to get snagged in the next big contract. Mm -hmm. And I agree because, I mean, we just saw Will Ospreay sign a contract with AEW and he was huge in New Japan. Um, they loved him over there, you know. And Ozzy now he's Open over, was a big name, yeah. Ozzy Open was in New Japan. Um, I mean, you, you said it. Suzuki has come over to AEW. I mean, you get all these New Japan guys coming over. And one thing I love is Lucha. I love Lucha wrestling. And the fact that they're introducing a lot of these AAA guys on, on, on the program – it's awesome. It's opening more eyes, not just to WWE and AEW, but also around the world kind of type wrestling. Um, because a lot of people don't know about the the Lucha Libre and, you know, the New Japan style of wrestling. Um, so it's very exciting to see um, all those wrestlers being featured. Um, before we move on, uh, let's get to some of these comments uh, that uh, many of our great viewers are leaving. Uh, let's see here. Uh, given the years listed on mysterious contracts, I feel the end uh, race contract circle back to the father son feud leading to Ray's retirement. Given Luke Darth Vader vibes, I actually like that. Yes. Um, which means you would have to see maybe Dominic not be in Judgment Day and kind of just focus on his father or just him and Rhea Ripley together. Um, but you know, that's not a bad idea. Um, next we've got uh, Jesse saying <laughs> some fun stuff. Uh, next take up. Uh, hey, Paul, how's it going? Bad and good. Okay. Good uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, this one, give Cora Jade a shot at the main roster in 2024. Um, and Devin says Cora Jade. Yeah, this is another one. Cora, uh, Cora Jade has been away for a while um, doing some big things. Um, but <laughs> But she recently returned. Uh, and is is now thrust. I mean, we just saw backstage videos this week of CM Punk greeting her and being proud because he did meet her back when he was, you know, back in the day. She was a big CM Punk fan. And they showed that video of her crying meeting CM Punk 
and now they're both in the same company. Um, it's something great to see when someone that was a fan of yours is now in the same company as you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's such a warm feeling. Um, and, and it's such a, a giving hope to young talent. Um, and that's something real quick. Let's go over before we move on to this. But uh, Connor, I want to get your thoughts because you know, you know everything about everything about wrestling, especially AEW. Really uh, it, so it really in does. AEW, of a lot it of the does. young guys, a lot of the young guys. I mean, we hear stories about some of them not wanting to listen to some of the the older talents, but some of the young talent. I mean, do you see them like just finally learning? Hey, these guys are right. I need to start listening to them. Uh, I'll go back to my wrestling training. Uh, it was very southern. Basically, it was similar to what CM Punk went through in IWA. Uh, you always try to soak up any kind of knowledge you can get from anyone. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're uh, they're a veteran, they're young, uh, have experience. Uh, you just try to acknowledge anything you can get because you just take it and you you, you run with it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are. Uh, think it's their way or no way which uh i've seen that happen a few times and uh let's just say it doesn't end well for the people who think that uh i've seen i've seen it all something that i can't even say on here but uh i think in wwe oh i think in wwe a lot uh and probably in aw some a lot of wrestlers are going to veterans and stuff i know uh cm punk went to uh the performance center uh, not too long ago, he was there for like three days straight and just training talent and training people. Uh, what was the original question? I know I kind of slide. Uh, um, oh no, just, just asking that. Do you, do you, just basically, do you see? Yeah, young talent finally going. Hey, maybe I should start listening to some of these veterans and you know, kind yeah. of take them, you know, to heart. Yeah, I think WWE they are a lot. Uh, AEW, I don't know. Uh, I know a lot of people have been saying that, uh, or at least Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson and stuff like that, but, you know, I don't really know who, if they are or not. Uh, I know Sting, uh, Darby Allen is one of the best examples of, like, gaining knowledge from Sting, CM Punk, Edge, Christian. He's worked with all these people, and he's probably like the true one to just sit back and just take knowledge from all these people. Can I play devil's advocate with that one? Because he totally does take their advice and he runs with it and he listens to it. Mm -hmm. He takes it into account. But a lot of the things that they do say about being safer with your body and stuff like that, he doesn't. And I mean, on like on the other side of it, taking the advice is really, really good and listening to their advice is really, really good. But in that industry, if you have like a solid gut feeling about something that you're going to do, um, I mean, it, unless it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe dangerous, but like, I mean, you gotta, if you have that moment, you, you sometimes you gotta shoot your shot. That's, that's why they call it a shoot, right? Like I sometimes, but like, I definitely take the advice of, of veterans and run with it. But, um, I mean, look at what people do in the indies and stuff like that just to get noticed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure that if somebody came into some of these indie shows that I've been doing, we're like, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. Well, yeah, you probably shouldn't. But at the same time, what if that one guy was there and he saw me do that and was like, you know what? That was bitching. Like, right? And so I just, uh, there, there is definitely take that advice for sure. Be aware, be safe. Um, but also you have to listen to your gut a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, 
a little bit, you know, you didn't get where you were, you didn't get noticed, you didn't get to where you were without putting a little bit of you in there and sometimes maybe taking a little bit of a risk that you probably shouldn't have. But like everybody has that one story as a wrestler who like, you know, they told me I did, I shouldn't have done this and I did it and it was banging, you know, like, so I mean, uh, agreed, you should definitely listen, but at the same time. Shoot your shot. And that, and that, and no, and I totally agree. And 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 Danny, to stem off of that, um, mm-hmm. I mean, we just recently saw a string of injuries this entire year um, to, to pro wrestlers, you know, with Adam Cole, MJF, Charlotte Flair just recently got hurt. Um, you saw a lot of wrestlers with neck injuries this year. Um, do you Ouch. think that taking the advice of veterans – and, and being more cautious, do you think that will cut down on injuries in pro wrestling? Or do you think they're just going to keep doing what they're doing? I say take the advice of a veteran. And I'd like to also bring my background as a teacher in here, too, because a lot of, you know, the kids that I've worked with, you know, we, we've got high school students. I've been, you know, that supervising teacher. And I've just said, hey, you know, that was great. But, you know, you could also try it this way see what that see if that works or this works and i do agree too adam that the amount of injuries with the different style that is AEW specifically from WWE works more it, it's basically i don't know it, it's got more like protection from you know their trainers whatever where again AEW is that backyard wrestling where you're jumping off the roof onto a mattress, you know, things like that. That's kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking. And, and who didn't, I mean, who didn't jump on an old mattress and do somersaults on it? Like they were doing gymnastics. Everybody, I did. Me and my sisters both did. And, but still, I think listening to your veterans is a good idea because they know they've been there. You know, you can, you know, get a serious injury. I mean, again, who remembers Sid jumping off that top rope? There you go. High risk move, ruined his career. I mean, that just that just brings me back. That's kind of comparison of Sid. Fast yeah. forward to with both what happened with Dante and yes. uh, uh, Ray Phoenix. Yes, you know, absolutely. just the same things. Yeah. It just it's cringe to watch constantly. It really um, is. But I guess the good thing is is that you know all the promotions do have a steady staff of, you know, experts on there for medical uh, help mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Can't say the same for a lot of other independent companies that can't afford it. Um, heck, I remember the one story, it was, uh, I keep forgetting his name, but um, it, it was someone, rest, and Paul, you might help me out here, but it was a match in, I think, Lucha or AAA. Rey Mysterio was in it. He drop kicked some guy into the rope, and um, uh, the guy actually heard his his back went out and he had a heart attack right there he was basically uh, unconscious i i may be misremembering the story but from what i remember it was he got it was like a special thing where he got hit in between like a heartbeat something like that where it's like super freak accident but it's just boom and his heart kind of just stopped and i did hear a case of this happening in field lacrosse there was a goalie and the guy took a shot and it hit him right like in the chest, right in between hearts, uh, heartbeats. And apparently, if you do that hard enough, your heart will just turn off. Mm-hmm. Right. So and it, that's, it, and that's it, what I'm getting at is this is freak accidents. But going back to the whole medical staff thing, where you see bigger promotions have a better staff than some of these smaller ones, 
because mm-hmm. it took the medical staff like five, 10 minutes just to get him out of the ring and try to figure mm-hmm. out what was wrong with him. And at that point he was basically dead. So, I mean, it, it's unfortunate, but, but that's the benefit of, you know, having good medical staff in your company, uh, which is why I hope that, you know, protocols are, are, are better in 2024. We don't see as many injuries as pro wrestling as we did this year because there was a lot, especially in AEW. AEW had a ton yeah. of injuries this year, and it's very <laughs> sad to see some of those guys uh, and, and gals not even wrestle. I mean, we missed pretty much a whole year of Jamie Hayter. Um, you know, yeah. Adam Cole was 50-50 the whole year, and now, you know, with the ankle now. Um, now MJF was hammering uh, hampering some injuries. Um, but hopefully starting next year, we start seeing, um, some better, um, medical stuff and more safer stuff. So nobody can get hurt. Um, mm-hmm. speaking of next year, that's one topic we're about to get to now. Um, our faithful leader in AEW, MJF, his contract ends on January 1st, 2024. Now there is speculation about him you know, maybe trying to go to WWE, especially with his relationship with Cody. Um, But for you guys, uh, I'm just reading recently that he uh, mentioned that he would love to stay in AEW. Um, He wants to uh, uh, blame fans for leaking information that they want to think is true, um, that it was all part of a storyline, and he's basically inked in, uh, locked into a deal with AEW. Now, uh, question for you, Connor. Do you think this is part of a storyline, or do you honestly think that he's still open to maybe looking at different contract options in 2024? I think it's both. Uh, he hasn't signed a deal, but it is going to be part of a storyline because uh, he's been doing this for since what 2021. He's been this for a while. He's been, oh, yeah. I think he's gonna run this all the way till January 1st. He's gonna run it, and like, I really hope he takes a picture. He goes to WWE headquarters and just takes a picture in front of it. Just I've, and like, mm-hmm. just, like he, he's not even signing there just to create the the uh, just keep people talking. I, I can see him doing that. Well, oh, 100%. I don't know. So if MJF, I know he'll MJF would, but uh, he would. I, I think he's gonna stay because they got the devil uh, storyline going, and if he leaves, what's I mean, I mean they, they kind of drugged us out, and if he's gone, what's the sense of even continuing it? You know. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think he maybe has a shake. He's not going to tell anybody if he's signed or not signed. Uh, the only people who know that are Tony and MJF. But I really hope he does resign. But if he does leave, I would like to see Punk and MJF three because we mm-hmm. still haven't got that last. Still haven't gotten that last match. But uh, mm-hmm. I hope he stays with AEW. And Siren, uh, you know, I mean, with with MJF, he's been such a uh, we could say a pillar. He's been with them since day one, um, and uh, everything like that. If he leaves, it's it's almost got a Cody feel, uh, where Cody left, and it, it there was okay. Do how do we continue? Who's in charge? Like you know, how do we continue with this? Um, if MJF stays, do you see him keeping the title in 2024 as well? I don't think he'll keep it for all of 2024. Um, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I would totally love a Roman Reigns-esque uh, MJF reign. I would. I wouldn't complain. I, I love him. I love him so mm-hmm. much. Like, and and heal MJF, face MJF, I don't care. Like, give me MJF. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm so there. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I don't know if he would keep it the the whole year. I definitely think there is there are 
so many people out for him but that would be like absolutely wonderful wouldn't it if he kept it all year and like there's these people just gunning for it. like i don't know about y'all but for the first bit that he had that title and he wasn't wrestling like thank you adam cole thank you because now he's out there like almost every week i get to see my man you know and it's nice and i i love it so i really hope that he keeps it i really hope people keep gunning for him just because that means more mjf matches for me yes. <laughs> Yeah, and on that topic too, with with not just the title but the contract, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Danny. I mean, with other contracts that are possibly up in twenty twenty four, we're not talking about them. Um, uh, there's a few that may be up this twenty twenty four. What uh, wrestler on AEW would you be shocked to see leave in twenty twenty four when their contract's up? Oh, good question. Um... And you can't say Wardlow because you love him. Uh, oh yes, she's a she's a, I like her. She's a Max fan. I'm a Wardlow and Max fan. And actually, Wardlow's, Wardlow's head of security. Okay, I, I can yell at people, and I'm pretty good with my hands. Okay, um, I honestly would be surprised if my second favorite, and I don't know how Miss Siren feels about Mr. Starks, be still in my heart, Mr. Starks. Oh, yes. I love him. I would be shocked if he went back to WWE. Or, sorry, if he went to WWE, I would be surprised. I think he's doing great where he is. But then the name that I was thinking about the other day, we got a cup of haters, Mr. Enzo Amore. Now, yeah. Bill, okay, Starks. They're doing pretty good. They're they're pretty funny. I loved the vanilla midget rock comment that Edge made, and then the one that uh, when Jericho said something about uh, Starks was dressed like a not cheap knockoff version of Enzo Amore. What if? Okay, Starks goes over WWE. He's friends with Cody. Cody talks them into signing Enzo and Cassigan. I mean, that's ballsy, especially with, uh, yeah. I see where you're going with that, is, yeah. but the issue with that is with Enzo. Uh, it's yeah. all on Enzo. Enzo's got so much baggage to him, whether mm -hmm. it's legal issues or sure. accusations and just his attitude. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't think he gets the right rub. I know that last run that he had when he was the uh, Cruiserweight champion and he had that yeah. old feud with Pac back when Pac was Neville still. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, so, I mean, it's very hard when you leave on a sour note, it was just like what Connor was saying with Matt Riddle. Uh, I don't think mm -hmm. WWE was, would re-sign Matt Riddle unless he becomes yeah. a saint. Um, yeah. But Matt Riddle is Matt Riddle. You're not going to change him. Just like you're not going to change Enzo. Enzo's right. going to stay Enzo. He's not going to change for anybody. If you listen to his interviews on Busted Open, he's exactly the same as he is in the mm -hmm. ring. Like, can I counterpoint that, though, for a moment? Because WWE yeah. does still employ Randy Orton. So I feel like <laughs> they... Are they are definitely open to you. You obviously have put some work into yourself and you're trying to better yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at that and, and uh, see if that kind of opens up a few doors because yeah, they even let warrior come back and he's got a Rocky history too. So it's, I think there's a lot of like, all right, well, let's just see how this plays out. If you want to kind of, bury the hatchet then let's ride this out and see what happens right and and i totally agree paul and 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 that's why i said that's why i said if enzo can kind of clean up maybe they bring them back because you do bring up 
point with Randy Orton. Randy Orton, I think, did an interview with uh, uh, Logan Paul, and he was talking about how he was just a, a punk ass back in his early days in WWE, and he was just the way he was because he was scared. Uh, because he was scared that he wasn't going to be accepted by the boys in the locker room. Um, so he became an a-hole in his own words. Um, but he's kind of matured over the years. He said that that pairing with Matt Riddle surprisingly saved his career um, and kind of changed him for the better. So mm-hmm. it's all for me. I'm hoping Enzo, you know, can can go back to his ways of you know, maybe good ways and, you know, keep his character, but also just – just be cool. Like, don't mm-hmm. do anything stupid outside of the, the company. You know, don't, you know, don't assault women. Don't berate women on the microphone. You know, don't, you know, it's all, it's all that stuff. Um, but, you know, as we're talking about, you know, all, all these people leaving AEW, Paul, I'll get to you since we're talking WWE, who mm-hmm. over in WWE uh, that hasn't signed a full ter- a long-term contract, um, and there's a lot of them in 2024 that are up that are going to be available free agents. Um, who are who's one name in WWE whose contracts is up next year that you'd love to see try out and do something at AEW? Oh, I'd have to look at the the list specifically, but there's a lot of people. Like I would love to see someone like Finn Balor, like hop over. Again, I, I yeah, I'd have to look at the the list specifically to know. But I'll I'll just think of a couple like names off the top of my head. Hopefully, I don't name every person that just signed a long time contract. But there's lots of people that would, I think, fit. Like Kevin Owens is like that's all his friends over there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think he would yeah. fit perfectly in that kind of environment. Um, even if there was a, a, a someone of a long timer in in WWE that left, like if a Seth Rollins left, like I know they got Edge, but Edge is a bit older. I feel like if they nabbed that young young talent that would just make waves i don't know i'd have to look yeah i'd have to look at the list so i did pull up uh, i did pull it up a little bit uh there's a few names that i pulled up uh so some of the big names you're looking at um that are on that list is uh is sheamus um becky lynch that's, that's it and the list right there yeah, Seamus would leave WWE. He's one of my guys where I'm like, oh, please go anywhere and just fight big lads. Go fight Keith Lee. Go to New Japan and fight Great Okan. Just I want to see you just beat the bollocks <laughs> of other other dudes. But I think it, he's one of those guys in WWE where it's like he's, he's kind of done it all, you know, like I don't know. I feel like if he left and and maybe even did like a Matt Cardona indie run, like just go through the indies and just beat the tar out of everyone. And then you can put over a super young baby face on your way out. And but yeah, he's he's definitely the the guy I would I would love to see uh go anywhere. So yeah, so before I ask the rest of you guys who you'd see jump WWE to AEW, a couple more names on this list are uh, Wade Barrett, uh Sami Zayn. Uh, we mentioned Seth Rollins, uh, Ricochet is another one who's on this list. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, all of new day, their contracts expire in 2024. Um, 
Montez Ford uh, is looking to maybe sign. But one of the other big names on here is Drew McIntyre. Um, so, uh, and we've seen him go over to Impact. He was Impact champion for a couple of times over there. Um, he kind of, you know, changed before coming back to WWE. Um, so, I mean, he's one name. I would like to see do a little, like, part like something like like just a couple of matches in AEW. I don't know if I would sign him full time just because he'd be worth a lot. Um, and it all depends on the deal that AEW is trying to get with Warner Brothers. Um, but he's one of the names that stuck out to me um, as a free agent in 2024. And I'd love to see him, you know, go against Wardlow or, you know, go against, you know, uh, um, someone like a Luchasaurus or someone big like a Keith Lee. Um, you know, these, these are matches I'd love to see him have. Um, Danny, I, I guess we'll go to you. What's who's one name in, in WWE in 2024? Would you like to see jump from WWE to AEW? Oh, good question. Um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to pick two. Um, first one, and I'm going to agree with Paul there that I think Kevin Owens would fit very well in AEW because he's friends with Paige. He's friends with the elite. Um, another one who I feel like would do well over there is Seth Rollins. And I could kind of see a Rollins Mox reunion. Tyler Black, Mox, Tyler Black, back Blackpool Combat Club, because remember they are uh Becky and Seth do have uh I think her name is Rue or something. Cute little thing, and your AEW travel schedule is considerably lighter than WWE. Right. And actually to that point, one of our uh viewers uh actually comment um saying jesse comment i don't see rollins ever leaving wwe to join mm -hmm. aew which i kind of agree with because he is very loyal to wwe they've treated him very well uh even in 20 i want to say it was like 2013 2014 he had that the leaked photos or whatever and they were still yes that was behind yeah, right. him. yeah they were still behind him they just said hey don't do it again slap mm -hmm. on the wrist this is what yeah. you gotta do to work yourself back up and he did. He did it. He yeah. put the work in. Um, I'm not a fan of his laughing character at all, mm -hmm. um, but I understand his loyalty to WWE. Um, so I don't see him or even Becky Lynch leaving WWE anytime soon, even with that schedule. I think WWE is starting to lean towards a little more of, hey, here's a little bit of time you guys can spend with your family. Mm -hmm. um, but you are right. The AEW uh, schedule is lighter. Um, that you could see some of those uh, people that have, you know, families uh, really want to come over at AEW with that lighter schedule. Uh, Siren, how about you? What is one name that sticks out in WWE that you'd like to see come over to AEW? I mean, aside from Rollins, because I totally think that would be awesome, and I love Seth Rollins. Yes. Um, I'm, I am going to go with Ricochet. I like Ricochet's in-ring ability. Yeah, I like I how flippy too. and talented he is. I love how he is so coordinated, and, and he can just land some of these things. I'm like, I would never, like, I can't. Wow. Um, and, and I think that he's very underrated. I think that it, it would be really cool to put him in there. There's so many flippy, awesome, wicked, like, energetic wrestlers that you could put him up against in AEW. And I think that he would really flourish on his own in singles there, or mm -hmm. even part of a tag or trios because there's enough talent. And I think he would do well. And, and, and just a suggestion to you, Siren, uh, if you're open to more 
wrestling uh, options as far as old school wrestling. It's not really old school, but it's but it's been before. Um, I would highly recommend watch Lucha Underground um, because Ricochet, yes, Ricochet was also in that uh, promotion as Prince Puma, um, and yes, I think yeah, it's. He did some of his best work, I think, in Lucha Underground. I think he had some of the best matches in Lucha Underground. Um, that's nothing to take away from what he's been doing in WWE, but I think he's done some of his best work there as the Prince Puma moniker. I but think, I think having uh, sorry to cut you off, but I think no, having, go ahead, Paul. Uh, I think having Conan as his manager definitely helped him out because he always struggled with promos. So if you put him together with anyone who's a master promo, you have just absolute fire. Right, and I totally agree. I think that was the perfect pairing in Lucha Underground was him and Conan. Um, I, I think uh, the fact that he never really talked as Prince Puma, you know, he just showed, mm -hmm. he just spoke through his wrestling, and he had mm -hmm. so many great spots in, in, in Lucha Underground um, that you know I really I really think that WWE downplayed a lot of some of the stuff he was allowed to do in Lucha, and he wasn't allowed to do in WWE NXT, um, and I don't think he was really his full potential um even on the main roster you know yeah he mm -hmm. won you know some gold on the main roster but i don't think he reached his full potential where i agree with siren you bring him to aew hell even impact i think he can do his full potential because i'd love to see impact him on impact i mean who wouldn't want to see him go you know one-on-one -on -one with chris saban or you know uh someone like a, uh, alexander uh, alexander you know it's there's so many possibilities you can have ricochet over and, and that x division too um, so many great matches in that X division if you bring them over there. Um, Connor, who is one uh, person in WWE you'd like to see in AEW or in even Impact? Um, something WWE. Uh, Wade Barrett, probably. Uh, I'd like to see him be the leader of the Blackpool Combat Club. I feel like they still need that voice because William Regal was their voice. They don't really have that anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. I miss, I miss Regal. I like that. <laughs> And I am sick of Moxley. And I am sick of it. Like I, I don't even like that. I don't even like that song anymore. That wild. Thing. Right. It doesn't really do anything for his character. Like you know, no. we were in. You know, we were sitting there in the section that we had at Wintrust. He like literally came out like right in front of us. Yeah. And I kind of had a feeling it was going to happen because there was like an official go back. You know, out to the. Uh, you know, to the main concourse. And if I would have taken that potty break, I could have seen, you know, uh, Mox. But I, again, the song, for whatever reason, does not fit him. I'm not sure it why. It, it reminds me of karaoke with a bunch of drunk frat boys, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, college kids singing it. Like, they, they do that, you know here where I live and it's a college town and I just I feel like he needs something more grittier for that entrance he needs something edgier I think Moxley, he needs to go back to the 2019 2021 Moxley the unscripted violence he, he was basically yeah. the stone cold Steve Austin of AEW right uh, I was there in Celtic when he joined the inner circle for a few seconds and then he smashed a beer bottle for the, the the Jericho bubbly on the Chris Jericho like he was basically yeah. the stone cold of AEW uh, I, I still like Moxley, but I think someone like Wade Barrett coming in and like you guys, like, you guys suck now. Like, ever since he lost your mouthpiece, so he comes in and mm -hmm. like he his voice fits that group. His agreed. He's seven foot tall. Like I, I, I have someone that met him and like 
he looks like he's harder than the big show. Some people say that he's really, really big. So seeing him like managing the, like Wheeler Yuta and Claudio would be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why Moxley has that wild thing is it's his ties to Cleveland where he's from. And it, it's just, it's it just something to him that kind of, kind of speaks to him. I, I don't like the song either. It's kind of, you know, grown out it's of me a, i'm like when it first happened it was cool onita right because he's yeah, a big, i think so yeah he's a he's big a, onita. He yeah. loves onita and but this might be an example of something that works 20 years ago in japan and mm-hmm. today it's just sort of like mm. i just think he needs a whole character revamp anyway because after mm-hmm. he got sober to connor's point um he definitely was a lot more of like that rowdy kind of like steve austin vibe yeah. he was also a drunk like he was probably drunk when he was doing that um like and and yeah i think he needs a total like revamp and he's trying but you're right they don't have a mouthpiece they can't really like because he has been trying he's almost doing that like dean ambrose kind of promo we almost you know like it's just the way he's speaking is a little i don't know i just Uh it's a little bit different but i think that he yeah he needs to to do something else and it's because he doesn't have that wild thing anymore he is now a sober dad of a tiny adorable he's baby. literally a dad you know? he is cute. yeah yeah like you know so like i mean he's i feel like he can still be a badass without having to be like a drunk you know crazy rambunctious badass he can just like i would love to see him as like a sick twisted like you know like but like really play into it like i don't know right now he's just like i like to bleed and make other people bleed but like why I think that not- he's great at it. You know, though, to be fair. Oh yeah, hundred and fifty percent, man. Like he's got hundred and fifty percent. Yeah. Like, but, what were yeah. you saying? What were you saying, Connor? Uh, I think Moxley can talk. He he's always been able to talk on the mic, but as a group, I thought they need a mouthpiece. But personally, mm. if he wants to get, which I, I think he thinks what he's doing is good, but to yeah, no, I agree. Not, uh, no, he he needs to go and revamp. Maybe him going back singles again. Maybe him going on his own again. Uh, his single stuff was really good. Him and uh, was it Ortiz Eye for an Eye? That like that was a really good story with him becoming the AEW World Champion. And his stuff was Omega. With Omega was good. Uh, he's always been able to. I actually think he's better on his own than with the group because, kind of like when he left the Shield, he did a lot better without them. Mm-hmm. He really showcased what he could do. Kind of like with the Blackpool Combat Club, he. He's not like without the Blackpool Comic Club, he showcased what he could really do with them. He's kind of there. Yeah, he's just like a third guy in the club. Like, right. would, would the Tasmanian devil have friends? You, you know, like that's what I kind of think of. He's he would <laughs> he should be too wild, where even other faces yeah. are like, I like him, but no, don't do not go out with this guy. You are gonna I, end up in trouble. I can see that. I, I would like that. Yeah, I can totally agree on that, Paul, because he needs to be that. I mean, it was the same way as he was the lunatic fringe in WWE. You know, like nobody wanted to be around him. Nobody wanted to wrestle him because Mm -hmm. he was just crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, he needs that character again um, back in AEW because he's kind of lost his touch. Um, I don't know if it's because of everything he's put his body through. Um, Honestly, I don't know the guy personally. I don't know if he's gone back to drinking i know he was gone for a while to go to rehab I, i'm hoping he, he didn't relapse it, it we probably would have heard about it but yeah. but we don't it know it might also be a creative thing because uh moxley was in japan recently and he had um false count anywhere match with great okan 
And it was like one of those old school Stan Hansen were tearing up the arena, fighting everywhere. Mm -hmm. Fans are running in a panic. Kids are crying. Chairs are. It was fantastic. But you can't have that kind of match in normal American arenas. You know, it's not necessarily the same environment. So maybe it's what he wants to do and what Tony Khan wants to book might be clashing a bit. And that's why we see something that doesn't quite fit because they might be trying to fit two pieces together that don't. So then to that extent, Paul, I mean, how, how do you see John Moxley's 2024? Do you, do you see him maybe being burnt out, maybe taking a break or actually just finishing up with AEW and just being done completely? I mean, what, what do you see in him in 2024? Um, Honestly, I see him going for at least one tour back in Japan. I think, Every time I see him there, he seems like he's having so much fun. So even if he leaves AEW or stays, I feel like we might get one tour out of him. I know he did a G1 a couple years ago, and like we saw him recently for a couple matches. So I don't know. I feel like he's sort of living the dream, to borrow that expression. He can go wherever he wants. Hey Mox, you want to do a blood sport match? Hey, yeah, let's do that. Hey Mox, you want to go to GCW for a match that's got 40 people in the crowd? Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> He's just living the dream. He everyone loves him. He can go anywhere he wants, and everyone in the business wants to wrestle him. So I think he's just sort of like, yeah, let's ride it out. And it's so weird. Him him and Renee are complete opposites, yet they work together as a couple. It's it's amazing. Like it is so weird. Just like it's great, you know. So um but what's up? Just just throw throw it out there. Uh Moxley is signed through 2027. So yay, yay. Okay, just so we know that's good. Um, so hopefully when he is done in 2027, maybe take a backstage role. Um, with AEW, which would be perfect. Um, as we wind down here, guys, uh, talking a lot about uh, the end of the year. Um, you know, we got one more pay per view coming up, World's End, uh, at the end of this month. Um, but we've got you know a whole new full year ahead of us with with pro wrestling. Um, I just want to get your guys' last thoughts on um something that that you want to predict for twenty twenty four. Um, I know we do this a lot. Sometimes it changes. Sometimes people have the same prediction, but this is something that I'm going to do um, pretty much for a while, ba- basically yearly thing um, is basically predicting something in 2024. It doesn't have to be AEW related. It could be pro wrestling related. Um, so I guess I'll start with, uh, I'll start from the bottom and work my way back up this way. Um, I don't know what I'm doing there. I'm probably dancing, <laughs> um, but Paul, we'll start with you. Give me one bold prediction for the state of pro wrestling in 2024. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say something crazy because it's my first time on, but I think 2024 is gonna be the year of Bullet Club. I know oh. there's been a little bit of struggles, and I know that the Japanese side and the American side haven't really meshed like of, of the recent years. Mm-hmm. But Chris Bay, like ABC in Impact. And then we have Bullet Club Gold in AEW and New Japan as a whole is getting stronger. So I have this feeling where we might see that. Remember a few years ago where it was like they showed up in Ring of Honor and they showed up in all these different smaller indies. I kind of feel like we might get a little bit of that just to try to bring some uh, 
um, something back to that brand because it's such a good brand and no one wants to let go of it, but they have to do something to get the American crowd back into that faction. Forbidden Door 2024. Oh, just the <laughs> war dogs in general. As soon as they come over to America, everyone's going to go, these guys are great. Yeah, no, I'd like to see more Bullet Club in 2024 too over in the state side grow a little bit more. Uh, Danny, how about you? Bold prediction for 2024. Oh, um, let's see. I attend a WWE event. Oh, sorry. Okay, that's already on the on the list. Okay. Um, I think bold prediction. Mm, oh my gosh. Let's see. I know it's a lot to take in. I've just, I am just everything going on this week. Okay. Bold prediction. Um, we're going to see something unexpected. I can't put my finger on it. And I'm going to use unexpected that somebody is going to surprise the wrestling world with something. I know that's vague. But I mean, you're not wrong. It, it's just, we're all going to be like, holy shit. That's, and that's the story. And I'm sticking to it. Bigger, bigger holy shit that CM Punk returning to WWE. Yes, thank you, Adam. That's a big that was a big one. So if there's something yeah. bigger in 2024 that's, that the yes. whole wrestling world goes, whoa, then that's, I will be shocked. Yeah. So all right, thank Siren, you. what about you? Bold prediction for 2024. Orange Cassidy heel turn. Oh, oh no, love it. Bring on the blood orange. Oh, no. Come on, <laughs> bring on the blood orange. I want to see it. I want to see it. You know, and that's one thing about Orange Cassidy is when he's in the ring, he's always like, you know, very chill. But when you do see him get going and he starts to like lose it a little bit and his wrestling mm -hmm. starts to get a little bit more intense, I'm like, I want to see that, but all the fucking time. Like, yeah. you know, and I, yeah, I want to see him snap. I want, like, when he lost the, the inter, like, his international title and he was all like, I don't know what I'm doing or who I am. Maybe he loses again boom turn blood orange <laughs> and he i always referred to him as the gap employee like he was dressed in gap jeans and a gap shirt in <laughs> aew he never appealed to me but then i saw the kids dressed like orange and as a former oh, yeah. teacher i'm like he's stinking adorable he's growing on me <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I, I need to see that heel turn. I want to see it. I know he has it in yeah. him, and I believe that I, as a fan, deserve to see that. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. That's a great bold prediction. I think it would be a de definitely a different character for him, too. But I mm -hmm. think with his talents, I think he could pull it off, and I'd, I'd love to see it. Um, Connor, uh, finishing up with uh, you, uh, what is one bold prediction you see in the state of pro wrestling 2024? Personal for me, my goal is to meet CM Punk in 2024. I really, really, really want to meet him. Uh, uh, then wrestling-wise, um, um, prediction, uh, I can name. The main one is CM Punk becoming WWE World Heavyweight Champion, WrestleMania 40, but also uh, AEW uh, getting stronger and uh, – them getting back to the way they used to be. Mm -hmm. I, for me, I think my bold prediction is uh, basically 
a forbidden door amongst WWE and AEW in 2024. I I'd like to see them finally come together and kind of be like, listen, we're all under this one umbrella of pro wrestling and let's work together. It shouldn't be us versus you or you versus us. It should be, this is our brand. This is your brand. But if some of our talents want to wrestle each other because they know each other for so long, some companies, I mean, I really hope they allow that. Uh, I mean, we're seeing it with New Japan and AEW um, because Tony is just really good friends with them over there. Uh, I keep forgetting the pre- the president's name in New Japan. Uh, Paul, help me out again. Oh, I can, couldn't do it off the top of my head. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's got a good working relationship. I mean, heck, even we saw Mickey James return to the Royal Rumble as Impact Women's Champion. You know, there's already a forbidden door there. Uh, so, I mean, I my bold prediction is 2024 that we're going to see a little bit of talent from WWE mingle with talent from AEW or with Impact or New Japan. That's my bold prediction. Um, but uh, thank you all for joining tonight. Uh, I really appreciate you guys jumping on here to talk about mm-hmm. this discussion. Um, I'm still working on an episode for next week. Um, I have a couple of ideas. Uh, I will let everybody know in group chat what the mm-hmm. idea is. Uh, but before we go, I believe Connor uh, had mentioned it earlier. Connor, um, I believe you have a special announcement for us tonight. Yes, uh, January. Uh, we're going to have a uh, special guest. Uh, we haven't had many ECW people on here. Uh, we've had Sabu on here. We've had uh, technically the Pope was in ECW, but not really. I mean, he was mm-hmm. kind of in ECW. I uh, went to really main. Uh, ECW guy we've had on here, Sabu, but uh, does anyone remember the BWO? So, yep. uh, let me get my calendar just so I don't give you guys the wrong date. Uh, I've actually got a few scheduled. Uh, Wait a minute. So, Friday, January 20th, uh, the Blue Mini will be on here. Uh, hey. Rampage. Uh, now, this is not the big name that I was intentionally hoping it would be, uh, but Blue Mini is one I've always wanted to uh, interview and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, January 20th, that will uh, Friday, an hour before Rampage. Uh, so that'll be 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll be on here. You said yeah. January 20th? Yes, mm-hmm. Friday, January According 20th. to the calendar, that's the, a, a Saturday. Oh, I'm so on, that uh, Friday would be the 19th. Yes, it's the 19th. I was looking at my 2023 calendar. Uh, <laughs> so it was 19th. Yeah, 19th is a Friday. Yeah, this is uh, 2024, so January 19th, Friday. That That's when uh, this will be happening. Yes. Well, that's awesome. I love the Blue Mini. Uh, say hello to the blue guy, you know. So um, that that's awesome. Um, I actually have an idea of who uh, – Connor, I actually know the big name Connor wants to have on. Um, yeah. And so I'm very excited for when that's fa- finalized. Um, but like Connor said, we've got a great 2020-24 um, in store for you guys here at AEZ, um, especially on our Canada side. You know, uh, Siren and Paul will be, you know, killing it over there. Um, trying on my top best. Of, and top of Maddie, uh, who uh, is a great host over there. We, we thank him for doing all that. Um, but again, thank you guys for jumping mm-hmm. on here tonight, talking with me. Um, thank you everybody for watching and commenting, uh, in, in the chat. 
make sure you guys hit that like, subscribe, share it with your friends. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Twitch. Uh, we're everywhere, man. Like we're, we're not going to go anywhere. You know, we've been doing the, uh, been here for two years. You know, we just had our anniversary show. Um, I haven't been here two years, but Connor has. So God bless his heart. Uh, so before I go, is there any final words from anybody? I know you have two final words. Oh, of course I do. Uh, well, if, if that's the case, uh, again, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Thank you all uh, for being on the panel and discussing with me. It's always fun talking mm -hmm. with you guys. And if there's nothing else, as always, and good night. I think I was good on that. Yeah. Uh, we're still live. Hi, everybody. <laughs> That's why I was waiting. It was like and I was like, how many?